Hello, everybody, and welcome back to WCAT The Den. I'm Ethan. I'm Matthew Posner. And this is our seventh episode of What Are We Going to Be Doing? Talking About Sports. And today we're going to be starting off with the national holiday, as I call it, the <laughs> Super Bowl, was yes, this sir. Sunday. There, the Kansas City Chiefs took on the 49ers. This game was incredible, and the Patriots weren't in it. So, I mean, that, that's a that good place to start. That made my day. <laughs> it made my year. Um, made my decade. Um, oh, my gosh. We continue with the decade jokes. But in all seriousness, this game was extremely well played by the Chiefs. and Niners, too, not until fourth quarter. But, you know, the Niners and Chiefs both played excellent in this game. But uh, we'll start with the Chiefs. I think when you put Damian Williams, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, I mean, you can keep going with that offense, right? And you're not going to stop that offense, and we learned that. Richard Sherman apparently can't cover any speedy receivers, as we've learned. He's getting old. Um, but he's really having – he was struggling towards the latter half of the season and into the playoffs was Sherman. Tyreek Hill burned him all day Sunday, and uh, that running game finally exploded at the best time. Well, I'm going to start my part off with the fact that I almost predicted the exact score. I've already uh-huh. said it. I've flexed it so many times where you were kind of a little bit off. I know you said the score wasn't going to be to all 51 points, but I said it was going to be 31 to 20 on this podcast last week. Score at 31 to 20 Chiefs. That's pretty good. I'm just yeah, saying. That's, that's, really good. That, that's pretty good. I, I, I told you that Richard Sherman was old and that Tyreek Hill was going to dust him. He did exactly that, got 105 yards on nine catches. Not only was it Tyreek Hill, I also said Sammy Watkins was going to get involved. He got nine, He almost got 100 yards. He was only two yards short. He had 98 yards. He had a game, and so, as you said, with Damian Williams, I thought got snubbed from the uh, um, we, That MVP, is a conversation. But, but, the, <laughs> but, but the media has to have Patrick Mahomes. So, But the yep. Chiefs played amazing. Their defense actually held up pretty well. It did. It kind of surprised me there. I thought it was going to be a lot high. I mean, I said it was 31-20. I thought it was an even more high-scoring game. I was just putting my hopes up. <laughs> That's, but they played a very great game. There were actually turnovers. This game was actually fun to watch compared to last year's one. Uh, that was horrific last year. They scored more points in the first half than they did in the entire game last year. I mean, thanks to Tom Brady. and We all know he's not the greatest of all time. Quiet Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and the Chiefs just... Or that be, between both teams, it was a great game. Chiefs dominated, and we just got to talk about the other side of these things, the 49ers. Just Jimmy G did not look like the man. Uh, uh, he, not in the fourth quarter. No. Um, can we at least agree that he had yeah. a ridiculous first three quarters? Um, yeah, at least the first, in my opinion, it was the first quarter. <laughs> he had an interception in the first quarter. Like, Jimmy G, until the last six minutes of those last two drives in the fourth quarter, Played a great game. And you can argue with me all you want. He played great. He completed, he only had two incompletions through three quarters. He was playing excellent. Had 190 yards and two touchdowns. He was playing far better than Mahomes heading in in the fourth quarter. And it looked like they were going to win off him. However, we saw the inexperienced kill Garoppolo in the final six and a half minutes of this game. Plain and simple. He just couldn't stand the test. In, at the end of this game, he he couldn't. He was pa- he was panicking, and a lot of off pa- off kilter passes, and I, you could just see the whole team was kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. That was the concern heading into these playoffs for the Niners. Nobody has been here except for Richard Sherman mm-hmm. on this team. Nobody, excuse me, except for D Ford. Yeah, D Ford and Richard Sherman are the only two people. I, I'm not counting Garoppolo with Super Bowl experience. 
Yeah, and because we, we, we saw this come into this game, that the Chiefs are able to stop the run, and the 49ers rely on the run heavily. If you saw the stat before the Six game, eight, so far in the seconds. postseason, I'm pretty sure... Uh, <clears throat> only three passes the first playoff game. Yeah, he did not do much, and then when he finally had to play because the Chiefs, if, like I like we said last time, if they're able to stop Derrick Henry, they obviously are doing something game right over. with their defense, and the, obviously they were able to stop them here again. This their rushing defense was huge this year, and you could tell because if you look at their scheme, they are a rushing defense. They're yeah, they do not sure. really rely on anything else other than that, and. They, in my opinion, got lucky and ended up versing the rushing offense team, or probably one of the better rushing offense teams in the entire league with Mostert, yeah. that they had a three-headed monster who kind of disappeared, in my opinion. Didn't really do much. He, the, the most yards that that team had was Mostert with 58. Damon Williams had d- almost double that, and he's not triple, really— You mean almost triple. He triple had 140-something yards. Yeah, total yards. He's, he almost tripled that, and he hasn't really done much— at least, like, rushing-wise, he's been a huge receiver for this team because yeah. that's where they play him. But he hasn't really done much rushing-wise, and he torched that 49ers defense. And, I mean, people like Joey Bosa were sad, but lucky for him. Nick Bosa. Or, or, God, Nick Bosa. Sorry about that. Very good. <laughs> but people like him were sad, but lucky for him, it was only his rookie year. So guess what? They're going to be back next year. And that's what I think for the 49ers. They're a young team except for Sherman and some of the younger guys. But they're not really losing – that many people at all. They're, They're not going to lose anybody. Yeah, so they are going to be favorites, Super Bowl favorites. They're, they're might they be, are already. They are. They're, they're, they are the favorites, yeah. Oh, they, no, I think the Chiefs are slight favorites, but it's these two again favored. And I'll tell you, I think the Niners got a better chance of getting here next year than the Chiefs do, plain and simple. Yeah. Because we learned this from so many times. One good year of ridiculous offense will get you somewhere, right? Until they figure out Until this Until they figure figure you out. It's what happened to the Jags in 2018 because people figured out the way they played, only defense. Same thing with the Bears. It was the same thing last year. My concern is that people figure out the Niners and Chiefs both and neither of them get here next year at all or even come close. The parity of the league has completely shifted. Unpredictable every year. You really, honestly, this year... You could not tell me straight to my face that you thought the Niners were getting anywhere close to the Super Bowl at all. It, unless you were a San Francisco fan, and then you were biased, and then I don't care. Um, <laughs> but you were not a f- genuine fan of the non-49, a non-fan of the 49ers and thought they were getting anywhere close to being here. Give them that credit. And Kyle Shanahan knows how to choke in the playoffs. That is my final moment. Right. Oh, gosh. I mean, <coughs> 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 joke! I mean, it, it sucks for him. That's going to be his forever montage. But when you... Yeah. Uh, have a choice to pick between Beyonce, Rihanna, and Lizzo, and he chose Lizzo. I mean, problems begin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lizzo, but yeah, pro- problems problems begin. It's there. for the memes. It's for the memes. I mean, if you look at the three Super Bowls where we talk about notorious comebacks: forty-nine Patriots, Seahawks; fifty-one Patriots, Falcons. Oh my God, Patriots! Fifty-four Niners, Chiefs. What do all three of them have in common? Not named comebacks. Kyle Shanahan was involved with the team that lost. Every 49, single time. 49, he was the assistant coordinator for the offense or some weird coordinator position for the Seahawks. 51, Falcons, offensive coordinator. 54, Niners head coach. Um, so, choke artist in the playoffs. He's kind of like Greg Norman's equivalent in football. <laughs> for those of you who don't watch golf, Greg Norman was up by six strokes heading into the final nine holes of the Masters and lost. So, just choke. They all choke. That's it. Aye, aye, aye. Well, 
That was a very great game. I enjoyed most of it. <laughs> in most of it, yeah. Most of it. I mean, we all saw that great picture the 49ers took when they were up uh, 20 to 10 with 11 minutes left after picking off Patrick Mahomes. That was a bad. That was a big mistake. Yeah. Um, don't do that. I was sitting on my couch with uh, my other Chiefs fan, uh, Josh Cooney. Shout out to him. But me and him were chilling on the couch. It was basically a split room, and uh, the entire everyone else at uh, the house that we were at. Uh, they were all Fighter Niners fans, and they were all hyping them all up, and uh, we were kind of chilling there, basically saying this game was not over, where everyone else was saying, oh, my God, the 49ers are going to run away with this. We stayed with it. They scored 21 unanswered to win the game, and that's why I was, like, beyond hyped, and <laughs> we created our own uh, white T-shirt jersey for Patrick Mahomes after he got MVP, and I, I know we didn't really mention that, but... <laughs> I had a Mahomes T-shirt yesterday. Yes, that was um, after um, you predicted the 49ers, so you got a little bit of flat. I had two different outfits planned. If the oh, Niners were going to win, I was going to wear my Niners jersey. If the Chiefs were going to win, <laughs> I had a Mahomes shirt. So you know, I had I had the. You uh, were prepared. I was prepared. I was ready. Because um, you, you weren't biased toward one team or not. Because that that's that's the summary of the Super Bowl. Because obviously the Patriots weren't in it, so and the Jaguars weren't in it. Therefore, oh, I had no bias God. towards. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm just saying that but because those two teams weren't in it, I had no bias. I really didn't care to who won this game. I'm happy to see that the Chiefs won because Andy Reid, who we haven't even talked about, I can't believe Oh, my gosh, about. yeah. Shoot. Andy Reid, after 18 bajillion years, finally won a Super Bowl, and now he can oh, – I, I got to pull up the Schefter tweet. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I think I have seen the Schefter tweet. It is possibly the most it's, classic you thing. It. You have to quote it. I will if I can find it here. All right, is it on here? It is not on here. Hang uh-huh. on. All right, hang on. I gotta find it. Adam Schefter. I will attempt tweet. to help you look for it because I know it. I know exactly you know what I'm the talking, one I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. about. All right. It's only something Andy Reid would do. Apart from the burger, I mean the burger too. That's not what I'm talking about. There's yes. another one. But all right, let's see. Let's. Two days ago, right? Three days ago, maybe. Keep it looking, Mister. Oh, I'm I'm almost there. Um. Where did he delete it? I he think might he might have deleted it. Um. Let's see. How about them? How about them Cowboys? Oh, no, you're not. (laughs) I failed you. How about them Chiefs? How about. Why is it how about them Chiefs, though? Here it is. Got it. All right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Super Bowl winning head coach Andy Reid at this morning's press conference. I didn't spend the night with a trophy. I spent it with my trophy wife. Oh, my. And then then the. the uh, couple of uh, responses that I can't read, um, except for this, <laughs> except for this one. Dang it, Andy be getting more girls than I do. Um, all right, that was my reply. Uh, <laughs> yes, that sums it all up. That does sum it up. Anyway, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well deserved. Um, I'm excited to see how the offseason goes, and we will discuss that more in later episodes. Yep. But moving on to the same day, same event. But in between the games was the. Uh, Pretty, pretty interesting uh, halftime show. <laughs> Just that, that's I all repl- I have to say. I have replies there, too. Um, you have replies there. Uh, Shakira and no, J-Lo. J-Lo, they did the halftime show. Opened some of the guys' eyes when they were watching it. Uh, can't really talk much about it because it's not actually school, <laughs> school appropriate. But No, nor is it kid appropriate. If you're watching the Super Bowl with your kids, you might want to turn yeah, them I, around. Yeah, I had my – or is it we had to uh, cover my little cousin's eyes as we were watching. That's, that's unfortunate. It was a uh, – very very funny moment there, but it was all, all around a better event. I really hoped Pitbull, Mr. 305, really would have showed up. That's the only thing I think that was missing from expect, it. I didn't expect him to. Um, he did the pregame show, but I was really hoping he might show up. But other than that, it was not really much of a uh, a pregame show. It was a strip club, as they called it, because that's what happens righty. when they are in Miami. So And when you're pole dancing. Um, oh, goodness. Anyway. 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, the famed Bucks small forward. We're moving and, on to NBA if you care. Uh, no, we're just. Oh. This is the halftime show. Almost got me in trouble. Oh, okay. With a laughing emoji. Then his girlfriend responds with, "In what way?" In the comments section, and that that was. Um, Giannis got in trouble. Um, uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh my goodness. Anyway, that uh, tweet had uh, half a million likes, seventy-one thousand retweets, and three thousand comments. Thanks for that little stat, mister. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm a stats guy. Yeah, but, but moving on from the halftime, well, it was pretty interesting. All righty. All righty then. Yeah, well, I, we have to ask this question. Obviously, there's some people that watch the Super Bowl for the football. There's people that watch it for, obviously, the halftime show. But there's also those few people that watch it for the commercials mm-hmm. that are always classics. What is your favorite commercial? From this year, right? From this oh. year, yes. Ooh. I'm going to go with a soft one. All right. Um, it was, I think, somewhere in the third quarter. Google advertisement that I had seen before the uh, Super Bowl aired, it was about a grandfather and this girl named Loretta, his his old wife. Did you, do you remember this one? I do remember that one. This one, this, this was just incredible. It was a minute and a half of basically her try, him trying to recapture the memories of his wife, who we are presumed who had passed away. Um, it was just such a sweet and beautiful commercial that wrapped up in 90 seconds. And awesome moment. It really was. But that one's coming in second place for me because I just remembered the one that started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, which one where the 32 kids, all in 32 different jerseys, ran out on the field before the game. It was a cool commercial. We saw Jerry Jones in a car. We saw Jalen Ramsey and Derwin James at a construction site. It was a pretty interesting uh, Super Bowl halftime question. Or, it's not God, Super Bowl halftime questions. Super Bowl commercials. That was incredible. I liked yes, that one a but lot. My favorite, if you really care, was uh, I don't know if you watched before this Super Bowl ad aired. The Mr. Peanuts. Yes! Okay, I was, wait- I was waiting for you yes, to say the, this. Yes, the Mr. Peanuts. They ended up from, uh, I believe, God, what is it? What are the planners? The, Planners, Mr. Peanuts, uh, before they aired, they aired a commercial, an, an, uh, an interesting one, say the least. He, uh, dies. Were, yeah, he dies. <laughs> he, uh, he was driving his little peanut car, and they drove off a cliff for some reason. It just came out of nowhere. They didn't really say anything, and they were all holding onto a stick, and Mr. Peanut let go, and he uh, fell and then got clobbered by a car, and he apparently died. And then magically, nice. during the Super Bowl, we get a little funeral session between all of all the crazy like cameos like Mr. Clean uh, and Mr. Kool-Aid and all the other fun little products and during that commercial Mr. Kool-Aid cries and at one of his tears falls in magically into a little little dirt patch and up pops out baby nut if you thought baby Yoda was cute looking maybe maybe, maybe baby rethink peanut. that yeah rethink that baby nut is going to be the new baby Yoda for next year that is yeah that that was incredible and the best part was when he first came out or at when he first grew into baby nut he sounded like a dolphin and I am a dolphins fan so uh mm-hmm. I got I really really enjoyed that one between baby nut might have to go cop some of their uh, new merch they're coming out with I, I don't know if you oh, saw that that they're no. making yeah, no, knowing planters, they got to find a way to get some more media attention. So they're coming out with <laughs> Well, they on. killed off a mascot. I mean, that'll get you media attention. And then they create baby nuts. So <laughs> hashtag baby nut. Hashtag baby nut. All right. Well, I'm glad there wasn't an S at the end of that. Anyway, <laughs> um, what's next, sir? 
We'll move on, or actually, we'll we'll stick around this NFL thing. We'll get away from the Super Bowl, but I don't know if you also another one of the Super Bowl commercial ads kind of where is it merges in was the uh, the Hulu one. I don't Aww. know if you saw that one. It got everyone's hopes up except for the Patriots fans who got their hopes down when they were freaking out because there was uh, Brady two days earlier before the Super Bowl posted an Instagram post with him in uh, black and white inside Gillette Stadium all by himself saying, I got a message coming up. People were freaking out, trying to kryptonize it. It was all over ESPN. They're trying to figure out what this means. And of course, this has to do with a commercial because that's what these Super Bowl people do. Money. And <laughs> a uh, what is it? During the Super Bowl, at this really at the start of it, I believe, towards the start of the start, they uh, they started with Brady all standing on the field giving a really honorable speech, and then all of a sudden he says, "I have taken my talents." Or I was I was. Hulu doesn't just, just have live sports. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 just comes out of nowhere. He's like, I I have to take a break, and Hulu just doesn't have live sports that he says out of nowhere and people lose it i mean i'm just sitting here like oh, oh and then i just hear hulu doesn't just have live sports and i walk out of the room but i yes. paused it in time so but that's what that correlates with is that kind of we're thinking where is brady going because it's been such a hot topic we haven't really discussed it here on just talking about sports but i was thinking what what are your thoughts about that where do you think he's might be ending up this summer Oh, this is th this is not hard for me at all. Um, no, for all of the speculation, everyone thinking, "Oh my God, he's going to go somewhere warm." Miami, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, even welcome to Las Vegas in their first year. San Francisco, follow up Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not going to happen. Um, Arizona, Kyler Murray, screw you. Um, Jacksonville, that would be nice. Tampa Bay, <laughs> um, Tampa Bay, blah 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 blah. I'm just going to shut down all your hopes right here, right now, and just leave it at this. If you think Tom Brady's going anywhere at all, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. Sorely. Because it's simple. Brady will never play for another team, ever. It will. It's just not the way he wants to finish. Belichick and Brady have – they're not leaving. They will retire together in two to three years. I don't care what everybody says. They're going to retire together, and they will be done in New England. They will not finish somewhere else because that's just how the Patriot, that's the Patriot way. That's how it is. Simple. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying all this media attention it gets, and I've— I am, too. I'm hoping he leaves. I've had to <clears throat> deal with him in the AFC East for years upon then, so I'm sorry. counting down the days until he finally disappears. And you got I, three years. Yeah, well, three more years, I don't think so. I think this—, this it's been his last rodeo for the last four years, but I'm, if, if he really stays in New England, it's going to be his last year because his contract's up. They're not going to really pay him any more of that money because he has not been playing. He didn't play well at all this year. He took a huge hit in his production offensively-wise. They had their worst offense they had in years, and that's why they didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year. Thank you, Titans. But <laughs> they, Brady is on his downfall. The Patriots have realized that. And I think Bill Belichick, I mean, with all the, I don't know if you remember the speculation where uh, oh, yeah. Brady, what is it, Belichick wanted to keep Garoppolo and Robert Kraft wanted Brady and Robert Kraft won because he was the owner. 
And that's why I think the speculation is going to continue because Belichick wants to continue to keep winning, continue his dynasty, but he's when he's stuck with a quarterback like Tom Brady who's just getting older and his production decreasing. I think Belichick's going to put in a word, and I think this, this year was an eye-opener for Robert Kraft to saying, uh-oh, do you guys want to really continue your dynasty or not? And that's agreed, why I agreed. think I, if, if I were anyone that Patriots, as much as I love Brady, I, in my opinion, I think Brady should just retire and, and just call it a day, stay as a Patriot. I'm sure you like that. But Brady being Brady, I got four more years. <laughs> Probably. So I, I, I hope he, he's done, and if not, I hope he goes to another team and just collapses because I've always wanted the discussion to say that he's not the GOAT, but that's another topic for another day. And I just – if there's any team I think he would go to – it would probably be the Chargers, in my opinion. It's L.A. You're not it's, gonna say the Dolphins? No. Oh come I, on! <laughs> I don't want them. I don't want them in Miami. <laughs> and you, they're, they're not gonna get. They just. They're already keeping Brian Fitzpatrick. They don't need Brady because that they already have a veteran on their team. They don't need three old veteran backups all doing stuff. So I don't think there's a reason why Brady would even fit on the Dolphins team, and nor is any of the teams. I'm. I'm pretty sure the general manager already talked and already denied it saying that he didn't really want Brady on the team and that's the general manager saying that so if they're I don't think he's going to Miami and that's why I think LA Charger wise because he it's warmer there it's a big market team we also LeBron do it I'm thinking Brady and LeBron are close to each other and I think they're gonna follow each other stick together and uh probably go to their usual retirement homes just like all the old people usually go to either LA or Miami and since they're probably not going to Miami it has to be LA Quick question for you. Yes. Let's just, let's assume Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't already say he was coming back. Because this is, a, this is a bit of an interesting question. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tom Brady? I want your genuine opinion because you know the way Fitzpatrick plays. It is erratic, inconsistent, but one game he'll be incredible, and the next one you want to close your eyes and scream. So who would you rather have and why? As much as I hate it, I would love to have Brady experience-wise. I just don't want him to play. I don't want. I can't. Um, I cannot imagine the day Tom Brady wearing a aqua and orange twelve jersey with the either. name no. Brady. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine the day of that ever happening. That's why I don't want it to happen. But that, that's why, because just because of his experience, if we dr- end up drafting a quarterback, it would be huge. No matter where we draft him in the draft, imagine if we draft like a Tua, and then we also draft someone in the sixth round, like the guy from Utah State, if he's still there. Oh, Jordan Love? Yeah. It, it, that man's going first round. Okay, I, I don't know. Any other quarterbacks. We, we draft another one to get competition going. If Brady was there, he has Super Bowl experience. He could help the not only the quarterback, but the entire team with his mentality that he has, his Mamba mentality, as he likes to always say. But... Uh, that's, that's too early. That's too early. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's all right for now. Rest in peace, Kobe. <laughs> yes, always. But uh, I, I, he would be a huge help if I really had him, but I don't, I don't want him, in my opinion. You don't want him. Okay. Now, if I'm a Jags fan asking myself this question, if I'd rather have Gardner Minshew or Tom Brady or Nick Foles, I'm not. But yes. Sorry, Nick. You're not, you're not special anymore. Um, a genuine opinion on this would be, uh, yeah, screw you, Tom Brady. Um, Gardner Minshew. Um, <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> because, and here's why. All Tom Brady is going to do when he comes in here is just, oh, generate revenue and make this team popular. Hold up. I'm going to need to rethink this. Because um, if you want him to stay in Jacksonville, you uh, they need some help. <sighs> yeah. Bring in Tom Brady, but don't start him. <laughs> 
I can't say that with a straight face. You, you got to bring in Brady if, if at all possible. But then you've got Tom Brady, Gardner Minshew, and Nick Foles. That is a god squad of quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Gardner Minshew, and Nick Foles all oh, on the Lord. same team, and Ethan's oh, already like, no. <laughs> that would be really a really bad dynamic, I would think. But, you know, you never know. And I also get a notification that the Lakers and Knicks are finalizing a trade for Kyle Kuzma. Okay, well. The um, Lakers and the Knicks? They're trying, at least. Um, we'll get to that in our NBA trade we deadline will. Sorry, anyway. in a little bit. but. <laughs> anyway, Gardner Minshew, great job around the country. That was just an interesting... Um, his RV thing that he his did. His RV the thing that he did. That was I read the article on it. Very it's very interesting. Um He's the only guy in the world that, or at least quarterback wise that would ever classic do Gardner Minshew. You already know who he is after a year in the league and he's already like an internet legend after just one year. So um all right, I think I have uh, settled. Oh wait, I need Yeah, you gotta to- talk about your Jaguars, Mr. Uh, as I was right. hinting at the topic. Alright. So there was uh, some news. There was, there was some news. Um, all right, I'm gonna make it blunt. We are now hosting, and by we I mean Jacksonville Duval, hosting two London games this time around, because one wasn't enough before. Now we need two, damn it! But instead of getting rid of one of our road games, which would make sense, people, we get rid of two home games. So basically, you've got eight road games. Six home games. Six. So for your season ticket holder, you're probably shooting yourself in the foot. And two London games. Why don't you just move to London? If you like it so much, why don't you just stay there? Really? Come on. Come on. Really? There is absolutely no reason at all for us to play two games in London and give up two of our home games. Granted, the money and revenue we can probably get from London is better. But... You guys it's, don't fill the seats anyway. We don't fill the seats. With. We fill the seats in London. Um, Completely. We definitely don't fill the seats in uh, TIAA Bank Stadium. We definitely don't fill them there. But are you going to fill them if you move to London? Say that again. Are you going to fill? Are you going to fill them if you move to London? Probably. I'll probably move to London. So tell, tell them they can't hear what I'm saying. Yes, for the record, can. we have we have a uh, Mr. Johnny O'Grady. He works here for WCAT Live. Also trying to talk to us here. Um, I would probably move to London if they moved to London, Johnny. Are they going to fill the seats for a whole year? Are they going to fill the seats for a whole year if they go to London? Personally? I think I, they will. I think they will. I think they'd be able to fill the seats for a whole year How in London. Long, How long until they move back? They're not going to move back. I, I don't think – I don't the, – the travel schedule, Johnny, I think is the big, the big thing. All right, adios. Anyway, <laughs> um, if they do fully move to London, would they be able to fill the seats in capacity was the main question. I think – Yes. For two to three years at least, I think you feel seats. Yeah. Um, the only problem would be the NFLPA and problems with travel. So, I'm, I don't know how the – the ja- no Jaguars player has come out and said anything yet. If somebody goes out and says, hey, I don't want to do these London games, then we spark a conversation. But if these people like going to London and enjoy the environment there, why not just stay there? Get Wembley Stadium as your home. Boom. You have a branded team in London. Pick, pick a damn place. I don't want to take away home games. It, it, either go to London and stay there or stick to Jacksonville, get one London game a year. I don't care. But not two. Not two. But before you know, it'll be four next year, two years from now. Yeah, and I got to give a quick shout-out. 
I know we, for, we forgot to do this in our overview, but I got to give a quick shout out to Calais Campbell for getting Walter Payton Man of the Year yes. award. Preach. <clears throat> don't know what that award is. It's for the basically the best volunteer. Basically best the, man, the nicest, best man in the NFL. Yeah, the nicest person in the NFL, and he got that award during the NFL honors. And not only during the NFL honors was the uh, MVP for Lamar Jackson expected. Expected. And some uh, a bunch of other Baltimore players like Coach uh, John Harbaugh got Coach of the Year. Shocker. Yeah, it's ba- basically those honor programs are just another way to just kind of put the highlights, but always spark up controversy, in my opinion. Offensive just Rookie of the Year. Kyler Murray. Over Josh Jacobs. Yikes. Just yikes. Really? <laughs> Stuff like that. That's why like I don't watch shows like the Grammys because I know it's rigged just for the media attention. Yep, of Just course. another metal plastic thing whatever it is no matter it's a trophy is it really gonna help you in the football field no 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 it does not help you in any way possible it just helps you with media wise and being cooler but that's why i don't love the media that's why i don't watch the shows like nfl honors stuff like that i only watch for steve harvey um well yeah steve harvey did host it this year i didn't watch a single minute of it so it's like single second Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) shade at them but he was, had a good it, speech, though, did Harvey. He, played, he did well. Overall, though, it was, it was an all right honors. It was, m- much of it was expected just yeah. because it's getting predictable. <laughs> and it, it really it, wasn't it compet- like that, yeah. It hasn't been much competition. Other than the offense of the year, it wasn't really predictable. But enough football for today, and we've already talked for half an hour. We'll move on to the NBA tread, de- tread. tread trade deadline. <laughs> Cannot even talk right now. Trade deadline. We know it's covered it a little bit last week, but this week things are heating up as the date actually mm-hmm. comes closer. And, and I believe it is this week, right? Uh, it's Thursday. It's Thursday, so coming up Tuesday. in two days. And it's Tuesday, yep. Uh, usually on us on our Tuesdays. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, it's coming up, and things are heating up. There are huge trades. I know, uh, I believe there's some rumors. I know we talked a little bit about it, but there are bigger rumors, and... As Matthew said earlier, like people like D'Lo going to Minnesota is almost oh, yeah. a sure thing. I would agree with that. Yeah, th- things are extremely heating up. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I just wanted to go through real quick a list of NBA players who have high likely a high likeliness to be traded during this time period. So I have a list right in front of me of ESPN's eight players who they believe have a gr- have a good chance of being traded, and one of them is going to shock you. The others might not. All right, so we'll begin with Kyle Kuzma. For all you Lakers bandwagon fans out there, because nobody living in Wheeling actually liked the Lakers before this year, um, Kuzma has been one of the biggest disappointments in the league all year. They hoped for him to be the big three next to LeBron and AD. It hasn't worked. Um, According to what I I told you earlier, the Knicks are trying to work out a trade for him. I think it's a great idea to be able to work out a front court that would consist of uh, Kuzma, Randall, and Marcus Morris and they can build for the future there. Uh, we'll get to Marcus Morris in a second. D'Angelo Russell. I would say it's a sure thing to Minnesota. 120% I think he's going to the Timberwolves. I don't even think there's any debate. The, it's, he's been linked with Cat for such a long time, and it's not like Carl Anthony Towns is going to Golden State because they're not trading away Steph or Clay, even though I did say a couple weeks ago they might do that. Um, forget I said that. Um, <laughs> Robert Covington. Here's the problem. <laughs> We talked about him for a while. You know how much they're asking for for Covington? How much? It's uh, probably a huge, huge ton. Two first-round picks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, really? Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to give away two first-round picks for a role-playing wing. Sorry, Robert Covington, but that's pretty much all you are. 
Maybe uh, he may be decent, but he's not an All Star. So agreed. Clint Capella, he's getting traded. Yep, he's been definitely getting he's, traded. He's long gone. Uh, there's four places I think he can go, and I'll list them off real quick and won't explain any of them. I'll leave them for the research to you. Atlanta Hawks, they could really use another big man. Boston Celtics, same thing. They don't even have a center except for Taco Fall. Um, Grizzlies, I know they have a lot of big men already, but if they trade away Valanchunas and you put Clint Capella with John Morant, that's a spicy duo. Um, and lastly, the one that is semi-biased is Denver. If you put Jokic and finally get Jokic out of that center position, you run with Jokic and Capella in your front court, that is going to be dangerous. Um, You're going to be uh, biased towards the Nuggets, but... N- no, I, I mean, that yeah. one I genuinely... I've read genuinely that is a possibility. Hey, and don't forget, Bobo's still on that team. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, Chris Paul. Nobody's moving that contract. No. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's moving that $36 million contract. No. It's not happening. Marcus Morris Sr. This man is a... Like Robert Covington, a role-playing wing. Here's the difference. They're not even asking for a first-round pick for this man, whereas Robert Covington is looking at two first-round picks. So Marcus Morris is the more attractive option on the market. And here is the big one. Paul George. Really? This is the big one. Um, His numbers are nearing career lows this year. The duo has not worked. It hasn't worked. Um, I just don't know how they're going to be able to trade him away. If they could and they find a good deal to do it, I believe he's out. But how are they going to find a trade for a player as gen- genuinely good as Paul George? I just don't see it. ESPN does. <laughs> I, 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 that's media. Um, and then the last one is Andre Drummond, who I believe also has a very good chance of getting yeah, traded. He's very – there's uh, been too much talks that he's probably gone. Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. for some reason, believes they can still contend in the East. Um, they're, aren't they, like, close to being dead last, if not dead last? They're 13th in 13th. the East. Um, they're, like, five games behind the Bulls. Um, and eight games out of the playoffs, I think. They would oh need a gosh. ridiculous second-half push. Who are they trading away, though, to get Drummond? Do they have the assets? They're not trading away Trey Young. So if you get under Drummond, you're probably giving up John Collins. Yeah, I was going to say John Collins is the um, only guy they would really give up. John He's Collins and maybe talent. a couple of second-round picks. It has to be picks, too, because Detroit's in the rebuild mode, especially with Blake Griffin going down. That's the other guy, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Do we think he's going anywhere? Do we think he's going to go to the Lakers? I've heard that so many times. I'd hope, I really hope he goes to somewhere good, at least, where he has a chance to push for the playoffs. I again, have, he, a, I again have a biased opinion. Yeah. Chicago. Bring him home. Oh, I, please do. I, Bring him home, Chicago. Agreed. <laughs> like he's that's where he's from. That's where he's played his best basketball. Nowhere else has he really played his best basketball. And if the Bulls want to actually start selling tickets, that might be a good a good place to start. Yeah, because um, they've been definitely struggling with the Zach Levine, uh, Markinson show. Since we are from Chicago, we mm-hmm. that's all we hear about. So, and I apologize for my stupidity in not mentioning Andre Iguodala, who is like actually ninety nine point nine percent chance getting traded. Like he hasn't even stepped a foot into the facility. I know we talked about it last uh, week. He's been training in their facilities, just not with the team. Oh, um, okay. Here's the thing: Iggy does not want to be here, and I'm gonna throw up a question mark to him. Why? <laughs> Why would you not? This team's play in here? the playoffs right now. This team's right gonna now. be good. This team in a couple years is might just be in the contention for a chip. Watch. 
And mm-hmm. he's going to regret it because wherever they trade him away, he's not going to be a contender. Um, he's going to get traded. And then I have two long shot uh, players who I think might get traded, but it's going to take a lot. Drew Holiday. Um, oh, yeah. He, he becomes expendable that. with Lonzo and Zion becoming the new duo in New Orleans. He become, And Brandon Ingram as the big three. He becomes mm-hmm. expendable. He truly does. I just don't know what place he has in this team anymore. He's a, he's a very good player. He is a ridiculously good player that could really help a team like the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. You put Drew Holiday, Jimmy Butler, Kendrick Nunn, Bam Adebayo, and Duncan Robinson as that wow. starting five. Oh, my goodness. That team is going to be lethal if, that, if they can pull something off like that. And then the last one, which ESPN does not have anywhere on here, but I'm going to throw it out there, is um, Embiid. Um, Embiid. Wow. And allow me to explain real quick before you all call me an idiot. Okay. Has this Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid thing really worked? No. No, it hasn't. It hasn't worked. And don't Philly fans say yes, it, it's not working. Um, do they have a better chance to me? I think about it. Trading Simmons or Embiid? Embiid. They don't want to give away a young talent like Ben Simmons. Ooh, they're going to try and let shoot the ball, but it's not going to work. Um, but Ben Simmons... I think he's their cornerstone. I think they're willing to get rid of Embiid, but what can they do to get rid of him? And what do they need back in return? And can they get it done at the trade deadline instead of the offseason? Yeah, because their entire... They had the ch- the chance to really be contenders until the Mark Fultz thing happened. Markel. <laughs> or Markel <laughs> Fultz, sorry. I went for yeah. the shorter name for shorter his name. Name. Mark Fultz. I like Mark that. Fultz, Markel <laughs> Fultz, same thing. But their entire... Uh, their plan that they had all set up with all their first-round picks and making them sit out a year, as they did with Embiid, as they did with Marf or Kel Fultz, almost said Mark Fultz again, and, and as Simmons they did too. with Simmons too. Yep. Who won Rookie of the Year as a second-year player? <laughs> He's gonna win Rookie of the Year this year too. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, they they're think they're in a situation where this is it. If they do not really make it that far, it, this is if they don't if they don't make it far this year. Question marks are going to be putting up, and that's where, obviously, I guess, with that came from your idea, Joel Embiid may be the factor if yeah. where things may go. I, I see Embiid more than Simmons. I don't know. I might be in the I might be in the opposite side here. And then I'll, I'll throw in one quick name that I'm still thinking about as I really have been thinking about the Nuggets a lot lately. Um, just what the team a team like them needs. They severely lack a small forward outside of Michael Porter Jr. My question is, Andre Iguodala wants to be on a contender, but does Denver fit? Does he want to go back to Denver after the way things finished there? Yeah. Uh, uh, I doubt it, right? He's ring-chasing, He is the perfect fit for Denver, but he is not the perfect fit for Denver. Do you know what I mean by that? He is, but he's not because Mm -hmm. of the way things finished there. Um... I'll stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Enough, enough with the NBA and enough trade, trade deadlines. Let's we'll, get comfortable. We'll, we'll, fit, we'll talk more about that next week when it, the, trade line de- or the trades actually happen. Please be more than one trade like we got from the NFL trade deadline with Aqib Tlaib. Sorry. Yes. All right. That's it. I'm done ranting. <laughs> we'll move on to – still sticking with basketball, but we'll move on to the oh, our typical amazing thing as we count down the days on our calendars. Fingers crossed, cannot wait. The NCAA March Madness is coming closer. And with each week, we cover the AP poll, and we're going to be going through it once again with this week, although not much has – or more more changes happened than last week, but not as much as two weeks ago, if we say say it's so the least. 
as the top four stay unscathed. Nothing really happened. Yeah, no, I nothing really changed here, but I didn't really expect anything to, did you? No, those four teams have been hot, and those four teams look like they're going to be the number ones for this March Madness, the way they're playing. Especially one of them, which I'll get to in a second. Oh, God. <laughs> San Diego's date. No, I'm not. No, oh, I'm, I'm okay. talking about the guaranteed one seed. I think there's oh, one. Oh, okay. I think the, there's one guaranteed the one seed. The number one, number right one seed? Let's see it right now. Um, the, to me, the only team I can tell you up here right now who I would guarantee is going to be number one seed by the end of the year is Kansas. Um, because this team, especially under Bill Self and the way they've played, even though Silvio D'Souza is a dumbass. Um, <laughs> I, I was debating when I could say that. Chair! <laughs> Chair! Chair! Um, <laughs> Chase. Chase. All right. Anyway, Kansas. Um, they are with Udoka Azubuki, De- Devin Dotson. Holy crap. I mean, I could just keep going. This Kansas team is absolutely loaded with talent. They are well-coached. They execute perfectly on both sides of the ball. They are the most complete team in college basketball, and they have, and they're always a one seed. So bias it's there. it's usual every year, <laughs> except for last year. But last, um, they were a three seed last year, and they still five? went five. Five. Uh, no four, four. North. They played Northeastern in the first round, beat them okay. by fifty. I remember <laughs> that. I picked Northeastern in my bracket. That was bad. Anyway, Whoops. um, whoopsies. But, you know, Kansas is one of the most consistent teams in all of college basketball, and I expect nothing to change for them this year. Anyway, continue on. Yep, I was going to probably agree with the same thing. I mean, they are in the higher conference, although they have three losses compared to the other top three teams where the combined for the rest of them only have two combined for the other three teams. Kansas has versed three very, very good teams, except for Kansas State, who's not on this, I believe. Didn't they lose? No? Kansas State's below 500 this year. Yeah, but didn't they lose? No, who did they lose to that was – all right. No. Um. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'll they look. almost lost to Texas Tech uh, the other night. That was nearly yeah. A but they, they lost to Duke. They lost to some of the. They bigger lost teams. to Baylor. Villanova and Baylor. Those are their three losses. Villanova, Baylor, and Baylor again. Oh yeah. No. Oh, no Duke in the first Duke. game of the season. Yep. They lost to three top ten teams right now. And they people. That's probably and that, because of that, they are very very high in these rankings and. The, they're, I mean, they're going to continue to keep versing hard teams. Yeah. But it's their talent level that, that's keeping them hot afloat for now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think they're going to stay at the number one. But we can move on to some other teams. Well, obviously, as every week keeps continuing on, the San Diego State Aztecs are still undefeated. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Still undefeated. 23 to wait nothing. Oh, or, wait for it. Oh, goodness. You might want to cover your ears. I will. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> Our sound effects guy. Thank you, Matthew. You're welcome. Um, it's just YouTube. Anyway, <laughs> I've told I've told you all year, and I think it will hold. I don't think they lose the game. Bold prediction. You have it on record. They don't lose the game until until March Madness. And knock on wood. All right, there you go. That's it. We're done there. <clears throat> and Baylor still stays at this number one for the second week in still a not, row. Still not deserved. Third week in a row. Third week in a row. And and there's nothing that's changed. They still don't deserve it. <laughs> All right, that that's your opinion, but everyone else seems to disagree with that. They've been playing outstanding. Yeah, they, they have been playing well. They've I'll been playing extremely, credit. extremely well, and the, if they continue this, I don't see them falling out of the top five for the last few games of the season. Um, I'm just going to look. Do they even play another ranked team? Oh, they're, oh, 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 that's bad. Um, How bad? <laughs> they, they, play Re- they play West Virginia. Who's Mount ranked? Mama. 13? Can- yeah, yeah, they're two-seed in March Madness brackets right now. Kansas is Kansas, and then West Virginia again. Oof. Oh boy. So they've got they've got three games against top fifteen opponents, four against top twenty five opponents the rest of the year. So all right. So as I, I'll just take back what I just said. <laughs> yeah. They may be in trouble heading into this, but 
that that might I guess that might mean that Gonzaga, Kansas, San Diego State are going to be uh, jumping up in the next few weeks coming up. I don't know because Baylor's the problem is they got to play at Kansas in that. Sorry, um, in if they, that if they lose, they're dropping down to four. That's just how it's going to be. I, I hope you're right. If San Diego State, here's the problem. I'm looking at everything. Gonzaga and San Diego State do not have any more difficult games. In fact, San Diego State only plays five more games the rest of the year. Um, so all they got to do is win their <laughs> last five against garbage teams. And then, oh, wait, Gonzaga only has seven left, and they don't play another ranked team. In fact, they're favored by 20 in every single one of their last games. So Gonzaga and San Diego State just don't have the resume builders that uh, Baylor, Kansas, Louisville, who's at number five, uh, Duke at number seven, and I'll throw in a Maryland at number nine have. So they're going to have a heart because if they lose, they are tumbling, mm-hmm. both of them. San Diego State can lose one game, and they're out of the top ten. Simple. They got to stay perfect. Otherwise, they're not going to be in it. All right. Well, m- moving on to our uh, next two games. This is a team that we've been covering a lot that uh, Matthew's been a big, big fan of. Uh, ended up as sa- sad for him, Duquesne. Oh, no. Lost 69-73, to 73, I believe it was this week, oh, no. against the Dayton Flyers, who are now ranked sixth overall in, uh, in the AP poll. Yeah, and they're really good. <laughs> they are very, very good. Keep an eye on them, all you March Madness people. Yes, sir. Uh, and, to... and the kid who might win the Wooden Award this year. Oh, God. I... Obi Toppin. Yes. His... Holy He is fun cow. to watch. He is fun this to watch. This kid is averaging 22 points and 12 rebounds on a team that is filled with scorers and defensive prowess. And, you know, I, did, I couldn't find a good word. But they are excellent. In every way of the game, the way that Dayton plays, it's physical, it's aggressive, it's classic. Will it work to, in the end? I don't know. I, I don't really know how well this wait, this waiting. Wow. <laughs> Dayton team will perform March Madness, but you know what? They are really good, and if that style of basketball ends up succeeding, they will they will be they will go deep. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on away from them, we're gonna move to the team that uh, dropped down three spots in the top ten was Florida State. Mm-hmm. After a loss to unranked Virginia earlier mm-hmm. in the earlier in the week, they took a hit and they took or they, they paid for it as they dropped down three spots. Agreed. Yes, they have been play, they've been playing very very well and they were they've been slowly but surely making up the ranks until they choked against Virginia. But they're they're gonna begin to take a slight fall this week. They actually have to go against uh, Duke. In Duke, so oh, that's gonna be that, that's a loss. Um, that's gonna be hard. And then they not only do they have Duke two weeks later, they have to go against number five Louisville. So they're a good team. They're gonna be going up against some of the higher ranked opponents, and we'll yeah. see if this f- f- team, which uh, one of their star players, Forrest from last year, I remember him because just just how great or yeah. Forrest made a huge run last year with Forrest, and he's back for another year, and that's why I think they're high up. But they gotta Correct. go up against these higher seeded teams and we'll see if they could hold up against them i would agree you know florida state's got a lot of talent here's the problem they are in an absolutely loaded acc conference where they might be forgotten um truly they 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 don't match up well with teams like louisville and duke and of the top 10 teams i think i have the least amount of confidence in florida state personally yeah i they they were they were a sneaky team last year that people look overlooked them last year, but 
I don't know if they're as strong as some of these other teams in the top 10, and that's why they may not be there for much longer. But yeah. moving on to another team that's been – that uh, actually rose very, oh very my. high. Very, very high. They are up to number nine, the highest they've been ranked, I believe, all season long. Um, really? Is it? Or were they, were they uh, ranked high earlier? I don't know. They, they're, they're high, their very high ranked was the Maryland Terrapins, the Turtles. Yes. Have moved their way up into the top ten. They were three before. Holy They're God. three. Sorry about that. I, I guess they guess they've been here before. <laughs> but they have had some statement wins this week. Yes, they beat they Indiana, who's just outside the bubble of the top twenty-five, and they ended up beating Iowa with Luke Garza, who's just been an outstanding. That, we'll, get, ooh, we'll get to him in a bit. We'll get to him in a bit. But they have. They're a very great team. They've been playing extremely well. They're able to move the ball, and they're I believe they're still third in the, the conference of the Big Ten somehow, and they're the highest-ranked Big Ten team in AP poll. But Wait, they, aren't they, are they fourth or third? They're third. They're, they're tied. They got their one game behind all the other guys. Yeah. But they got to wake wake up as their se- their season does not get any easier. So there, there may be some a little bit of ups and downs as they got Rutgers in Illinois this week. Uh, Illinois is uh, ranked 20th, and Rutgers was it's ranked 25. just outside. They're right outside. They're probably like 26 or 27 in this AP poll. But, and then they have Michigan State 2 coming up. So they got a hot – they got a huge, huge games coming up, and we'll see if they'll be able to hold on. I would agree. I really don't have much else to add except for the fact that if only this team still had Bruno Fernando. Remember that kid last year? Oh, yes. my goodness. If they still had him, they might be the top team in the country. And that is all. <laughs> all right, moving back to some team that was very, very high, then took a huge hit, dropped so many spots, and they're trying to recover after a whole, one unlucky week is Auburn. Yeah. They are slowly but surely making their way back up to the top 10. Mm-hmm. They are just outside. They're ranked 11th at 19-2. and two. Those two losses came in the exact same week. They were undefeated and unstoppable, and Took a hit and dropped all the way down to 15, 14, I think. They, they fell very far. And yeah, then, correct. And then they are trying to get past that little hiccup, and they're trying to make their way back up. Yeah, and here's the thing. Auburn, three big wins lately have helped them. Um, Iowa State in the Big 12 SEC Challenge killed. Um, and then beating Kentucky was, I think, the big jump for this team. They needed that. They needed a big win like that on on the table. Here's the problem. They are underdogs tonight. They're underdogs on Saturday <laughs> against LSU. Even though they're 19-2, and two, they're still somehow it's in, underdogs. It's in that moment when you realize when you're playing Arkansas and are still underdogs, that's not, that's not good. Um, Arkansas sucks. Um, sorry, all you Arkansas fans. Anyway, Auburn this year is, I think, possibly the biggest – question mark of all the teams in this top yeah, 25. Yeah, we, we talked about them at the start of the year thinking, wow, this team's going to be amazing. This thing to be a top number one or number two seed, and then magically it took one week to Killed backslap that. us and be like, oh, guess they uh, really can't do all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, uh, uh, they, they basically choked, and just like Mike Shanahan, and <laughs> they ended Ow. up just getting <laughs> screwed all over all, all about that, but other than that, we'll move on to uh, our another team that I always love covering is the Big O, Oregon. Always got to give my update because oh, I'm, yeah, I'm biased. Your Peyton Pritchard update. My Peyton Pritchard update. Oregon, cut. of course they lost. I was mad this week. They ended nice up job. 
Yeah, every time I hype them up thinking that this team's going to be MVP status, they uh, find a way to just get my hopes up and uh, punch me in the mouth as they've went to overtime ton this week. They enjoy going to overtime for some reason. Don't know why they love doing that, but it is a fun. It is a fun experience. Yeah, they're ranked 14th this week. Well, they I fell mean, three spots. Yeah, they fell three spots. They're they're on the downfall, which is not good, and I don't like that. No, I wouldn't like that either as a fan. Yes, yeah, everyone's slowly but surely dropping like flies in that Pac-12. Yeah, last year they were really bad. It won't be as bad as it was last year for uh, the Pac-12, but remember how bad it was last year. I mean, Oregon still uh, pulled off the win against, I believe, Wisconsin. I think it was that two years ago. Yeah, no, ago. yeah, that was Wisconsin, and then UC Irvine. You, yep. you, killed, you killed my one underdog. <laughs> but, and Eaters. But they could be back this year, so don't. don't. Who, Oregon or UC Irvine? UC Irvine. Uh, yeah, they'll probably win. That conference is so garbage, so they'll probably be fine. And, um, they're not as going to be as good as last year, though. But Oregon this year, I know you like Oregon, but I, I, one player on that team. Pritchard. That's it. They, they they had more talent last year. Bubble. Um, even though he didn't. But play he was most injured. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, you guys were at all. <laughs> you guys were finally starting to figure out last year how to play with uh, without Bubble, right when it ended. But I think this year Peyton Pritchard, as long as he scores consistent twenty to twenty five for the rest of the year per game, um, obviously, then they will be uh, three or four seed, maybe five, depending on how the committee feels about this team, and depending on how they finish the season, they got a couple of ranked teams still left to play. All righty. So moving slowly but surely moving down the chains, we'll go to the, the Iowa Hawkeyes, who are making their way up the chains. <laughs> and they're breaking my heart by beating Illinois and Rutgers this week. Yeah. Um, beat, our, beat our two Big Ten, Big 14, <laughs> Big Ten, uh, <laughs> big, uh, the, their Big Ten teams in the conference. They... Uh, Made us very unhappy by knocking Rutgers out of the top 25, who we've loved to talk about, the Sad. Silver Knights. So they're now not Scarlet. in the top 20. Scarlet Knights, sorry. They're not in the top 25 anymore. But Luke Garza, what is, else is there to say about this beast of a guy? So maybe I was mistaken with uh, uh, Obi Toppin. He's going to be in contention for Wooden Award. Yeah, you, gotta, you can't forget about this yeah, guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to beat Luke Garza. I don't see it. Do you see it? I don't see it. Um. Look at this kid. I'm going to just ramble off a couple of statistics for you people. 23 points. <laughs> ten and a half rebounds. And this is college, remember, people. Not This is not pros. Ten and a half rebounds. One assist. Oh, wow. Not, not a good passer. 55% from the field. In his last few games, he has, he has scored 18 straight. Is that, did I read that right? 18 straight 20-point games? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. 18 straight. If 20, there's anyone that's hot in the league right now, it is, it is Luke this Garza. Man. This kid was good last year, and then you just see this, and you're like, how else? Oh how, how better my. can this guy get? How much better? And he's a junior. The man's got another year left here. Oh Unless he goes into the draft, which he really should. Um, This kid... If he gets another year to develop, we'll be a top five pick next year. Watch. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any debating that. And the Big Ten in general is just so weird this year that Iowa might just win this thing. If they if they make a run for it. Are you talking about the big tournament at the end? 
Yeah, the conference tournament where they just pretty well, they're, much. Yeah, they're the hottest team in the Big Ten right now, besides Maryland. So, um, is that if you include yeah. Illinois too, but Illinois has just gotten coming no, off a loss. Yeah, but. Penn State is really also cruising right now too. You want to talk Penn, Penn State real quick? Sure, we could hop to Penn State. Um, I believe they're number twenty-two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And yes, Penn State is playing really well, and you know. Most people see Penn State as a football school, but don't forget that their basketball program definitely has the pieces needed to make something happen. Um, the leader in, in Penn State for points, I've definitely heard about this guy. It's Lamar Stevens. Um, he's a senior forward. I've, I've heard his name a couple times. Averaging 17.7 boards, 46% from the field. For a wing player, you got, you got to take that. So we'll see. Maybe Penn State will sneak up in the Big Ten too. Yep, maybe that. You never know at this you point with know. all with that. What is it? The twenty and below teams constantly changing every day or every week at this every point. Day, yeah. Well, each team finds a way to lose sometime mm-hmm. every single week. But one of the teams before we uh, end, end our podcast, as we're reaching our time limit, I wanted to cover is Butler, who's yeah. just been falling, and they've been falling hard. Once a top or former number one seed, they, the people were having them as a number one seed going into March Madness has dropped. They have, they have been struggling hard. I mean, other than Baldwin, Baldwin on that team has just been on fire. Except everyone else around him has been struggling, and that's why it, at home especially Butler has been struggling. Mm-hmm. They can't find a way to win in the Fingal Center, but they no, have they been cannot. on the f- f- downfall. The Big East is getting to them this conference. They're very, very low in the Big East, I believe, this year with all the losses that they, yeah. they had. They, they were coming in almost undefeated into the conference parts. They were, I believe, undefeated coming into the conference. Yeah, they now they're five and four, and they are almost. Uh, they're basically in the middle, of the middle of the conference, but they have been struggling, and we'll. I don't know if they'll be able to figure out. Just like the, Oregon and all the other teams we've been talking about, they're another question mark team. A former team that we thought was going to go far in this March Madness is beginning to hiccup and at, and hiccup at the wrong time because yeah they, they're going to have to find themselves again and figure out. How they how they were able to have such great success? They're on a th- or they were on a three-game losing streak, and they ended up losing to Providence. Visit, I believe, a few days ago. That's yeah. and Providence is oh no, they're they're not the greatest. They are below them right now. They're five and four, and uh, not not they're they're not nowhere near really the top twenty-five. And losing to an unranked team like that kind of brings up some red flags. The way Butler is played, I have a good analogy. Um, <laughs> it is basically you are going up a snowy hill in the middle of the winter, and it's slippery. You're going up. It's a steady climb. You, you're getting your feet wet. You're getting the hang of it. <clears throat> then all of a sudden, you fall. And you're rolling and rolling and rolling, and it just doesn't stop. It keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And, ah! and before you know it, you're back to the bottom of the hill, and you're dead. So... I'm feeling that Butler needs to, a rock to magically appear and stop them from falling. Otherwise, this team's going back down to the bottom of the hill. Absolutely. There's. Uh, all right. Is there any other teams you'd like to cover before we? We have to touch fall. the Missouri Valley for at least like a minute and a half. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> of course. For at least how a minute we, and a half, we have. How to could we forget the about the greatest conference in all, in all of, of college NCAA basketball? basketball. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, just a quick little a conference update. Uh, Northern Iowa, after a couple of really bad losses, is 19-3, and 8-2 in conference, leads by one game. They are outside of the top 25, hoping to make a run. 
Evansville, after beating Duke, sucks. No need to cover them. Yeah, what the heck? The team that beat Northern Iowa and the team that beat Evansville are now <laughs> way bad. far down in the conference. Yeah. It's like they're able to beat these high teams that are very, very high in the almost in the AP poll. Like Northern Iowa is almost in the AP poll, and Evansville mm-hmm. obviously beat Kentucky, who's in the AP poll. They're at 17, I believe. They're, oh, was it Kentucky? I'm sorry. It was, was Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, he said. He said. They're Kentucky. 0-10. They haven't won a single game in the conference, but yet they'd be able to beat Kentucky. Yeah, it's just like it's like sense. what? Well, their record out of conference was excellent. They mm-hmm. were nine and four, and people thought, "Oh my goodness, this team could be finally good for once." Nope. But uh, Loyola and Southern Illinois, who is really on a tear. Yeah, someone I was going to mention Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois just beat Northern Iowa. They they were yeah. one of those second losses for Northern Iowa. That uh, Northern Iowa, you thought Northern Iowa was hot. Southern Illinois comes into, or goes all the way into God. What's the city called? Like, can't, can't think of it the now, right now. They went into Northern Iowa and just completely destroyed them, I believe. Yeah, it wasn't one, close. W- one with ease, and they are hot, and I see them moving up in this Missouri Valley Conference, maybe getting uh, first. Can I take a look at the schedule, please? All right. Next few games are, oh, yeah, yeah, they got a They're chance. versus in the Missouri got, States, the Illinois they got States. Evansville, Missouri State, Valpo, then Bradley. That might be a challenge. Elvinsville, Evan, Elvinsville. Elvins. wow. Strike um, one. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> I see a Northern Iowa. Um, I also see another Missouri. Wow, this, the rest of their schedule is so easy. Um, the only difficult team they play the rest of the way is Missouri, uh, Missouri, Northern Iowa. Strike three. <laughs> I'm struggling. Anyway, um, but my one sleeper team that I would keep an eye out in this conference for is Bradley. Because yeah. this is the same situation they were in last year. And literally the exact same that were the four seed. Nobody expected them to do anything. They have legitimately no competition the rest of the year in this conference and should easily cruise to maybe a four or five loss um, conference. Well, record. as long as they're, I believe, in the top eight, I believe they make the arch madness, as they call it. And Actually, all ten make it. All, all ten you make need, it. You need top the six to games. get a first buy. The playing games, yeah. And Bradley's in that top six. Sorry, as I completely forgot the rules of Arch Madness. But that's okay. And if you think, if you listen there, Arch Madness. Yes, that's different than March Madness. Arch, Arch Madness, Madness is the Missouri Valley's version of March Madness, and that's to get into the March Madness. So it's always a fun tournament to watch. And my head is now officially gone. Um, yes. <laughs> but other than that, we've covered our Missouri Valleys. Is there any other teams? Would you like to go over Duquesne one more time? I don't want to talk about that. But yes, exactly. <laughs> there is one last team that I want to just real briefly touch on. Remember the team that beat Duke, Stephen F. Austin? Yep. They've only they... lost three games. They're 10-1 in conference and are going to run away with it. Watch out, people. They're all, they actually got quite a few votes this week for AP poll. They have never in their school history made the uh, top 25. If they don't lose another game, they will. So that is my final thought of the day. All righty. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to WCAT The Den. Just talking about sports with me and Matthew, our episode seven. We're going to continue this. It's sad that the NFL has finally come to an end, but the March Madness has now arisen. So, And you've got the XFL. Yes. and Oh, the XFL. We could probably cover that next week. Next week, we'll see how the first week goes here. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that definitely. But football, as I just thought, was going to be gone. We still have the XFL. We'll see what's going to happen there. And stay tuned. stay tuned for next Tuesday when that episode should come out. But hope you guys enjoyed. I'm Ethan. I'm Matthew. Thank, and everyone have a great day. Have a good night, everybody.